Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, back here on The Big Show. Michael Holly has the day off. He'll be back uh, tomorrow. Pete Shepard filling in. It's time for our weekly get-together with Danny Ainge, brought to you by... Lexus of Watertown. Mr. Ainge, how are you today? Good, Glenn. Pete, how are you today? Good, Dan. How are you? Do you, uh... do you know basketball, Pete? <laughs> do I know basketball? Yes. I'm new, how you doing? Hey, after the season, we may be asking you the same question. <laughs> uh, did you, uh, you didn't happen to go to Mexico, did you, with your point guard? Uh, I went to Qdoba. That <laughs> See, that's what I said. That's what I said. Anyway, he went to the Mexican restaurant in downtown near Long Wharf. <laughs> People are taking into his comments that he made um, yesterday about the fact that he went to Mexico. The fact that uh, you know he's not uh, doesn't seem to be contrite. Not going to sit there and, and, and apologize. Has he acted differently to? Because I got the feeling from listening to Doc this morning that he he acted a little bit differently to teammates and maybe to management. Did you? Have you heard a different version from Rondo? Yeah, you know, he's he's not going to treat the world the same as he does. He's a pretty private guy. But, yeah, Rondo was – he was humbled in that he, you know, felt that he disappointed his teammates and let them down. And uh, he was really excited after we got the win against Portland. And he was hoping like crazy we could beat Milwaukee and – wouldn't have felt so bad, but um, you know he felt like he left the team better to make down. So he just doesn't want to give in to the public. He doesn't want to give in like he did anything wrong, and maybe he didn't like some of the stuff that was written or said about him about his judgment on the court. Maybe that's why he answered it. Is that fair? You know, I don't know the answer to that. You'd have to check with Rondo, but he is. Um, you know, I think that he's not thrilled about how it all came down and how things that were said, um, and I don't think he feels like he did as wrong as it was led to believe, but he does feel bad that he knows he put himself in that position. Hey, he's a, Rondo's a very smart kid, and he's stubborn too, as you guys know, but, um, you know, he knows that, he knows when he's hurting the team. Danny, I think uh, Jackie McMullen was on the station earlier today, and she said she asked Rondo last night if he learned anything from the suspension, and he said no. Now, I don't know if he's just being a smart aleck about it, which he probably was, but uh, do you think he's learned from this, and does he have at least a, you know, a residue of humility and understand that this team cannot afford to lose him and that he's going to have a target on his back now if he hasn't already? That's the part I'm worried about. Right, so I think he does understand all that, yeah. But you know that doesn't that doesn't mean that you just he he knows that he should not be suspended and he knows that he should be with the team and he knows what the rules in the league are and you know that doesn't mean that he's going to be on perfect behavior from here on out but I think he is maturing. Were you surprised that the league fined Greg Popovich of the hmm. San Antonio Spurs two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Because he took four of his players and sent them back home instead of playing a game in Miami. Yeah, so I think that there's more to the story that we don't know. 
So I'll reserve judgment on that. I see both perspectives on that. I'm, I'm not trying to avoid the question. I just don't know that much about it, all the details. Um, I think that you can see that it's very important that the, you know, the world is a little bit bigger than just your individual team. Um, we do all have responsibilities to the league as a whole, to the players that have played before and players that are coming from behind. And we have partners in the NBA. Uh, I think that there's a lot of things to consider. At the same time, you have to help your own players, your own team's best interest. And, um, it's a complicated issue, and I don't know all the details that went into the decision. But you guys held two guys back from a road game last year, correct? Yeah. So, but you know, you weren't thinking of the partners. Guys were banged up. There had it been a playoff game, they they could have played, sure. But um, you know, they were banged up. They had a lot of wear and tear on them. Yeah, but look at the schedule. If you look at San Antonio's schedule, I understand what the commissioner is saying. Here's the issue I have with it. I, I really believe it comes down to the TNT game. Now. I think the, the, the league and, and the commissioner is right, and that you've got to be protective of your partners that are paying you know hundreds of millions of dollars for those rights for the game. So why didn't he establish a rule? This has happened for ye- for years. I remember back in the 80s, Danny, I don't know if you remember, but they, on a later plane, had to send, I think, Chief and Larry Bird to a game because, you know, Casey kept them home mm. or whatever, and the league forced them. Why don't they just have a rule? that you can't do it or you can't do it on nationally televised games? You know, I don't know. I, I remember the last game of the season last year with Miami came to Boston, nationally televised game. It was an ABC game probably. And, uh, you know, their players didn't play. Um, I, don't know what, I don't know what the criteria is. I don't know what if you, know, you earn the right later in the year, uh, you know, to put yourself in that position. I, don't, I have no idea what... what um, Commissioner's criteria. I mean, Popovich might have been trying to uh, to tweak the commissioner as well. Who knows? I I, I don't know. I, I think whether it happens earlier in the season or later in the season, you guys always talk about it's a marathon, and you have to look at it that way of eighty two and getting your team in the best position for the playoffs. And I thought he was trying to do the. If you look at his schedule, the schedule was a killer. They had played six and nine days out on the road. Uh, I, I don't think Miami had played for the last five days before that. They were going back home for two games, and they're going mm-hmm. out onto the road again, San Antonio. So he might be looking at it saying, I need to rest my guys right now because it may, you know, cost me dearly when we get to April and May. Right, well, but, you know, we all can understand either both sides of this. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough issue. I, I got to believe, though, if this happened later in the season rather than earlier, I do think that made a difference. And I do think there are other, there are so many, or it's just really, there are not many marquee matchups in the NBA. That certainly is one of them. I have a feeling, Danny, if that was after, you know, game 65, that nobody would have said much. But game, whatever it was, 12 or 13, I think that had a lot to do with it. That, that could be. I, again, I, I'd like to know at, at some time what, what the criteria is. Uh, nobody wants to be fined and, and, uh, I think that it's, you know, we all got to be careful with that. And, and there is the integrity of the game, and we have our fans to, that are partners in the game as well. Uh, were you impressed with what you saw last night? A terrific rebounding team. Granted, they played the night before in Philadelphia, but your team controlled the boards last night, and because of that, controlled the game. Yeah, you know, they, they did play the night before, but, 
you know, their main players only played like 20 minutes. It was uh, it was not a big effort because they, they won easily in Philadelphia. But um, I think that, we, you know, we've shown that we're capable of rebounding, uh, but we just aren't doing it consistently, and it's been frustrating. That's something that we've got to be better at is rebound the ball on a nightly basis. You got to be happy with the aggressiveness to start with KG and uh, and the great post play. That's uh, I think a lot of fans around here want to see more of that or have been asking for more of that. Yeah, well, KG has has been our best post player for the last five years. He's there's nights when he has it going. Um, there's a lot of traffic around him. He just most of his post play is turnaround jump shots. Um, so I'm not sure if KG's turnaround jump shots from. 12 feet or wide open jump shots for 20 feet is more important uh, for the shots to go in. But I think that the best thing about the game was our defense. I thought we had a really bad spell at, at the first quarter. They made some they made some shots and it took us a little bit to adjust to their offense. Then I thought we had a bad spell at the end of the third quarter. But other than that, I thought our defense was pretty good. Our, our turnovers were atrocious uh, in the first half, and that kept them in the game. You know, you look at Sollinger as a box score. If you didn't watch the game, you'd say, ah, you know, not, it doesn't look, you know, outstanding. But i got to tell you, that's why numbers can lie. I, I love this kid. I thought he was going to be the steal of the draft if he stayed reasonably healthy. And I loved what he added late in the game last night. And he just seems like a very coachable rookie. He is. He's a smart kid. But he is a rookie. He's got a lot to learn about the game. And uh, But we're, we are excited about Jared. You know, I think last night's game was epitomizes bench play, and sometimes we, like Courtney Lee, I don't even know what Courtney's final box score. He might have had three points Two. last night. Two. Two. Yeah. One for four, Two. yep. Two points, and yet he had a major impact on that game. Uh, his defense was outstanding. He picked up the energy. Um, excellent, excellent game by him. And then Jeff Green didn't score as many as he has the last two games, but I thought the timing of his baskets were huge. He kept us in the game when we were struggling. And, um, Big big baskets, and then in the fourth quarter, we you know we we were going to Paul and KG and and Rondo himself made a few baskets in a row there. So you know he, he was he was not there to contribute offensively because we were going other places. But the timing of his baskets, I thought all three of those guys and, and Chris Wilcox in the second half, I thought gave us a big boost. So our bench was was outstanding last night, even though they didn't pile up the numbers. Do you have a timetable in mind for Avery Bradley? Yeah, I think our, our time table is to get him back probably after the West Coast trip. I mean, that's um, that's hopeful. I hate doing timetables, but we are getting closer, and he is looking good. And uh, we'd like to get him practicing, and, and uh, we're going to contemplate the possibility of um, some rehab games in Portland, maybe one or two, maybe none. But um, we'll be really careful with Avery. You feel bad for the Lakers when you see Mike D'Antoni try to coach that team. I mean, what a mess! <laughs> you know, it's just so early. It's it, it, it's not going as they expected, but it's such an early part of the season. Um, you know, they haven't even had their team together really, and and, and I think Dwight's coming back from back surgery, and I, you know, I, I I'm not I'm certainly not writing the Lakers off. They just have too much firepower there too, and uh, Mike D'Antoni is an outstanding coach and I just I can't see that team being this way all year 
No, I'm being a smart aleck, but it's just uh, for the mo- I'm, I'm caught up in the moment, and, and I laugh when they lose. So that's what can I tell you? <laughs> it really is. It's so it's so difficult, I think, to figure these teams out until you start to get probably past that all star. Oh, absolutely. You get yeah. a a better feel. That's why I asked about Avery Bradley because I your team probably is going to look a lot different once you get Avery Bradley up to speed. I would think. Yeah, well, yeah, Avery is a young player. I mean, he just turned 22 years old last week. And uh, coming off an injury, we can't put too much on Avery Bradley's plate. But um, Avery's defense and presence does make a difference. I mean, his energy, athleticism, uh, passion for the game is contagious. And it does inspire his teammates. It inspires the crowd. And and, uh, everybody else is exposed more when Avery's on the court because you can see the difference in guys that are playing hard and guys that aren't. All right, Danny, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right. Danny. See you later. Dan- Danny Thank H. You. of the Celtics right here on the Big Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.